Welcome to the Force of Habit podcast, a kick-ass space for the woman of color on her journey to becoming the most powerful version of herself. Here, we talk all things mindset, routine, and transformation. I'm your host, Chantel Taylor, nutritionist and weight loss coach. Come hang out with me, girl. Grab your headphones or blast me on your morning commute. This space is just for you. Here we grow. What's up, ladies? And welcome, welcome back to a brand new episode of Force of Habit. I hope your weekends were magical. I know mine was. Uh, the holidays are revving up. We put, uh, well, I'm trying to convince Otis to put the Christmas tree up way earlier than what we usually do, but I'm trying to do it in honor of Kelsey. But he's like one of those pers- people that's like, you know, if it's not, if Thanksgiving isn't here yet, then don't even think about it. Um, but I'm trying to weasel my way uh, and do that. And I, I say that in honor of Kelsey because <laughs> literally I used to make fun of her because it felt like she didn't even let November breathe before all the Christmas stuff went up. I mean, like the full layout, two trees, all the kids stockings, literally everything and here I am, the Grinch, who usually puts the tree up two weeks before Christmas. But I'm trying to be different this year. Um, I also know that this time of year may not or may be hard on the Baxter. Um, It's the first Christmas or holiday in general because Thanksgiving is coming up without her mom. So I'm just trying to be mindful and present and trying to create an atmosphere where we can even include some of the traditions that her mom used to do with her to keep that memory of Kelsey alive and thriving and, you know, putting up the tree, you know, two months before Christmas is one of them. Um, she's always let Bex have her own tree in her room to decorate too. So I think we're probably going to get that set up for little mama too. Um, but anyway, guys, welcome to part one of the Slay the Holidays Challenge slash training. I'm so excited for this because I know that the holidays are something that, you know, I used to really struggle with, something that my clients honestly really struggle with um, or get nervous about. And so it might be something that you're currently struggling with or just getting nervous about in general. You know, holidays are often a source of fear, anxiety, excitement. I know, I know. How can all those conflicting emotions be experienced together? But that is the phenomenon that Christmas and Thanksgiving often bring. Because while food is a source of nourishment and energy and fuel for your cells, it's also culture. It's also connection. We use food to bond and to celebrate, but we also use it to cope and to hide behind and when you don't have a healthy relationship with food it can become an outlet you know where you go to hide this is why we see such large spikes in weight gain centralized around the holidays uh binging goes up and where so many people fall off on their journeys to a healthier life having this like last supper mentality because the new year is around the corner So they're ready to eat and eat and eat and then go all in on January 1st. But we know it doesn't work that way, don't we? Because year after year after year, 
your resolutions have probably been the same. And yet, here you are, about to go into a brand new year, making the same old resolutions that you've made for the last five. Ooh, ouch, damn, Chantel, slow your roll down back in. I know, I've seen it so many times, and hey, I used to do that shit. It's common, I think almost everybody does. Once upon a time, that was me. But about two years ago, I made a vow to myself that I'd never make the same resolution twice. It was a boundary for me because if I did, it meant that there wasn't any growth. I didn't learn a new lesson. I didn't develop a new mindset. I didn't evolve as a woman. So I won't make the same resolution twice. And listen, I freaking love the new year. I think it signals something so beautiful and powerful. And let me tell you something. This year, I've realized more than ever what a blessing it is to begin a brand new year because life is so short and it's so precious. And milestones like that should be celebrated. And I love going into a new year focused on nothing but growth. But I also know I can't forget about right now. The journey that is happening literally at this very moment. Reaching January is not promised to me. So growing and evolving is still happening now. Holidays and all. And, you know, I find after years of coaching that one of the biggest sources of anxiety for my clients is holiday food. It can be a little scary to be on this journey to lose weight and then enter a season where food is used at the pinnacle of the celebration. And so I did this training inside the Academy Facebook group uh, the other week, and I wanted to share some of the same sentiments and notes this go round, and even a few more that sometimes I forget to talk about in the live, <laughs> because during holiday season, nobody, and I mean nobody, is often worried about their protein intake. You know, they're not like, how can I avoid protein? How can I get more in? Uh, or their fiber intake, which they should be. Maybe fat, you know, oh, this, I need to control my fat intake a little bit. But it's really carbs. I mean, think about it. The yams and the mac and cheese and the cornbread, the pies, the cookies, the cakes, the banana pudding, all the treats. Probably thinking like, Chantel, how can I possibly stay on track with all this food? My answer? Actually, very easily. You just need some pointers and a few hacks to put into place so that you can enjoy the season and still take care of your body. Something I coach my clients around is that knowledge is power. It is. And it can be hard to make sound decisions around your nutrition if you don't know why you're making them. Someone telling you not to eat whatever doesn't make you just not want to do it, right? <laughs> oh, just don't eat the cake. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> of course, it doesn't work that way. But when you have a more foundational understanding of your food, you're able to make decisions from a place of love, from understanding, from care, from knowledge. So today I want to walk you through the overview of carbs. I want to give you your carb foundation so that you have an understanding about them and can begin to pick and choose your own battles for yourself. 
you know, sometimes my clients can mix up having a coach as someone who is just telling them what to do. I am not that. I will not rob um, a client of a lesson. I will not rob you of a lesson. I give suggestions. I ask questions. I help them uncover mindset and beliefs that are keeping them stuck and give them tools to help them make better decisions like a recipe index and workouts and phases all about those things. But I will not tell them what to do, how to eat, when to eat, when to work out, how to frame their day. You have to create confidence to begin to make those types of decisions yourself or else you're always reliant on someone telling you what to do. And then the minute they're gone, what happens? So bump that and let's do this. So carbs. I'm going to keep this cute. I think that where most coaches, nutrition coaches, fitness coaches, just whatever, um, and experts mess up when explaining things nutritionally is they forget that you guys in the audience don't have nutrition degrees. (laughs) This is something that I used to mess up on and still catch myself doing um, sometimes. That's not where your passion is. It's somewhere else. And a lot of coaches can mess up by complicating the teachings. And so that feels intimidating and overwhelming. And then you're like, okay, I'm just like way more confused (laughs) than what I was coming into this. I won't do that. I'm going to keep it cute and simplify nutrition so that it's not only digestible, but so that you can apply this to daily life. Me talking for 30 minutes is pointless if you can't take anything I say and then put it into action. That means somewhere in the messaging, I failed to do my job. So cute carb training, here we go. (laughs) So carbs or carbohydrates provide your body with most of its short-term energy, like need it now, it's my money and I need it now type of energy. (laughs) They're my energy and I need it now. Um, So when you eat carbs, your body takes them and it breaks it down into glucose. Glucose is your body's main source of energy. It's kind of running the show. The main source of energy for cells, muscle tissue, your organs, basically everything, almost everything. Now, when glucose is sent into your bloodstream, which is after you've eaten something with carbs in it, and that can be a piece of toast, it can be a donut, your pancreas releases insulin. So, you eat the carbs, your body breaks it down into glucose, it sends it into its bloodstream, um, your pancreas senses this high rise of glucose in your bloodstream and it releases insulin. This allows for glucose to be moved into the cells, not just floating around in your bloodstream, and then be used where it's needed. Okay, boom, first lesson done. Easy, right? Now we have an understanding of how carbs essentially work. Okay, This is where it gets a little tricky and where most people can, you know, mash up just a little bit. There are three types of carbs. Yes, all carbs are not created equal, my friend. There are three types and here they are. Sugar, which are mostly, you know, simple carbs. And starches and fiber, which are complex carbs. Now, when eating simple carbs, your body very effortlessly is able to send that off into your bloodstream to put to use. Think of it as like, um, you know, in school when you had to like say like a little rhyme or something in your head to understand something better. 
So when I was actually in school earning my degree, uh, when it came down to this stuff, I always said in my head, simple carbs, simple process. That means like, you know, it's very simple for you to eat the simple carbs and your body to send it off into your bloodstream. But with complex carbs, like starches and fibers and things like that, your body has to add an extra step to break those down before they can be used. This slows down the rate that glucose enters your bloodstream. It controls how quickly it spikes or how high the spike is. Things like fiber, however, usually can't be broken down at all. You have insoluble fiber and then you have soluble fiber, but most of our fiber is insoluble. So soluble fiber helps to lower your blood sugar by reducing the speed that glucose is absorbed into your cell. And so does insoluble like fiber. I'm not going to confuse you with that. Fiber just really, really helps. Okay. It basically creates um, a bunch of speed bumps. The slower glucose enters your bloodstream, the lower your blood sugar spike. Wow, you guys are learning so much today. Wow. <laughs> okay, Chantel, why is this important? I'm going to get to it, okay? Because diets that are high in carbs can trigger your body to store body fat rather than burn it. I could go into the breakdown of this, but I walk that really thin line of overwhelming you. So just know this is your body's biological response to having high amounts of glucose in your bloodstream. When your cells absorb too much glucose, they convert it to fat because it's not being used right away, right? So it's your body's way of protecting you. Simple carbs also burn off faster. Remember, because they don't involve that extra step to break them down, leaving you hungrier way faster than expected. And this is also why I always tell my clients, by all means, eat your dessert honey okay eat your treat but eat a meal before specifically a meal high in protein healthy fats or fiber when you do this you basically put like an outfit on your carbs you slow the rate that it enters your bloodstream which we just talked about and when there aren't an overwhelming amount of glucose in your body at once kind of flooding your bloodstream Your body doesn't store it and convert it into fat because it's finding places for it to go. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, when you're looking for an outfit in the store the day before New Year's, like fucking everyone and their mom is there trying to find an outfit too. And you're going to the dressing room and there's no place for you to go because all of them are full. And so you're just sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. It's kind of like that. Glucose is kind of like that. When it doesn't have anywhere to go, your body just stores it and puts it and converts it into fat. Because it's like, ah, there's no there's no dressing rooms. There's no cells to put this. Let's just put it here for now. Okay. Does this make sense? Does this analogy help? (laughs) So it has a place to go. It has a place to be used, which side note is why it's important to have a holistic approach because when you're more active, your body really uses up that glucose. There's a bigger need for it because your muscles need more of it, right? But balancing your blood sugar during the day is also one of the best ways you can hit your weight loss goals too. 
because it prioritizes healthier foods that are less processed, that are higher in fiber and proteins, but allows you also to stay consistent by eating the foods you love because you know you can have them. It's just about eating them and balancing them. In my program, I go a little more in depth to this. I have a signature process called macro balancing that I'm actually updating like right now as we speak. And it's really, it really gives my clients this overview of balancing your macros without obsessing about calories because really it's just about um, controlling your energy through the day. This is also why we see things like, you know, the itis or food comas, your body is overloaded by carbs, causing this crazy fast spike. It's absorbed or burned off, and then it's an immediate drop in energy. I mean, if you're a person who naps on the couch after Thanksgiving dinner, I'm talking to you, okay? (laughs) So you're like, all right, Chantel, great. So I have a pretty good understanding. I have a really good understanding of carbs. I know now that when carbs, I eat something that is high in carbs or just something with carbs in general, it's either going to be a simple carb, it's going to be a complex carb, which means a sugar, a starch, or fiber. And I know that simple carbs are broken down and sent into my bloodstream very easily by my body. But things like starches and fiber usually take an extra step. So they enter my bloodstream a lot slower and at an easier pace. Therefore, they create a lower spike in my blood sugar. And that it's not about restricting the carbs. It's just about prioritizing the type in my day. Wow. You guys are learning so much. Wow, this is crazy. Okay, you ready to take it a little step further? Because now you're like, how do I apply all these knowledge bombs in real life? My friend, you begin to look at your food from a different perspective. Because again, the ultimate goal is to control the peaks and valleys of your blood sugar through the day. You want the rate that glucose is entering your system to be like an easy river, not an ocean with crashing waves on the shoreline all day long. That not only does nothing for your energy, your productivity, your brain focus, but it also causes your body biologically to store and convert more fat, which can be so damn irritating when you're on your journey to lose fat. So I'm going to give you two quick and powerful tips to balance your blood sugar during the day. So we talked about one, we talked about putting clothes on your carbs. We talked about putting an outfit on your carbs, accompanying your carbs. They're kind of like that sloppy drunk friend that will make some really shitty decisions if you take your eyes off her for two seconds, okay, during a night out. They need a friend, they need a buddy, they shouldn't be alone. So don't eat a high carb meal or treat by itself. I mean, you know, life is life and it's going to happen. But again, this is about consistency. This is about the majority of your decisions, right? It's not about just one select decision. So if you want the donut, great, have the donut. I love the donuts. Uh, But have the donut either after a meal that's higher in protein or healthy fats so that it's absorbed slower into your body. It has a speed bump, remember, that we talked about. This helps control the blood sugar spike. 
which can lead to more cravings, low energy, and less productivity or motivation if you don't do that. Easy peasy. So put an outfit or accompanying your carbs. And something that's really easy to remember is that is simply have the carb for dessert, right? Have the treat, the snack cake, the whatever for dessert. Don't have it for the meal. Don't have it for the snack. And that's an easy way to apply it. Okay, easy peasy. So number two is to start your day off with a level blood sugar, controlling the very first spike of the day which is breakfast. It really sets the tone for how hungry you get, the amount of cravings you experience, and your energy for the entire day. It's very easy to like, you know, eat like a crazy high sugary breakfast and then get to like mid-morning, mid-afternoon and be like, oh, why am I so tired? You don't even think about breakfast because it happened a couple hours ago. But this is something to keep in mind that what you eat to break your overnight fast has a lasting effect on you for a majority of the day. I think it's really important to eat carbs at the start of your day after a night of fasting. Again, you need that energy, but in a big old butt, where most people mess up is that they break their overnight fast with a super duper overly sweet carb heavy breakfast with nothing else to pair it into, right? They don't accompany their carbs. They don't put an outfit on it. So listen, I love a sweet breakfast in the morning. I do, I do, I do. But I also know the importance of regulating my blood sugar first thing in the morning. Overloading my system at the start of my day is going to just make my energy go to shit. And I also know that I'll likely spend my day fighting off a ton of sugary cravings. So while sweet breakfasts are always okay, nothing is off limits. The bulk of your days should opt for something a little more savory, I should say. Okay, Chantel, give me some ideas. I got you. So think avocado with whole grain toast. Fruit smoothies that don't have four cups of fruit in them. You know, they've got seeds. They've got some nut milk. They've got a little bit of avocado, healthier fats, right? Think eggs with a veggie scramble, things like that. Listen, again, I love some baked oats. I loved smooth I love smoothies in the morning. I love all that good stuff, but it's just about balance, right? And it's about if you're going to have carbs to accompany them, balance them with something else, high protein, high fiber, healthy fats. Okay? Boom. Look at us. We're on a roll. So to recap really quickly, we talked about accompanying your carbs, you know, They're the sloppy junk friend that needs a little buddy for the night. So proteins, fats, fibers. Number two, start your day off with a level blood sugar. Break your fast with something that is not going to overwhelm your system. And then number three, make sure you're focusing on the right type of carb. Or I shouldn't say the right type because they're all needed. I should just say prioritizing them differently. Fiber being number one. Looking to include foods that include higher amounts of fiber in your day so that when you do have a more simple carb, you've got some help on your side, right? All of these, all of these, these three tips really do work together. Over half of women don't get enough fiber in their day. So we start there. 
we start there and if you're like Chantel what the hell I don't even know where to start fear not my friend I've put together a carb cheat sheet just for you you can download it in the show notes so that you can begin to prioritize a few foods in your day and know which foods cater to which carb type this cheat sheet is really simple it's not super pretty or over the top or complicated and got a bunch of graphics and blah 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 blah. it's just a list of foods that you can begin to prioritize and add to your day one by one they're easy decisions right it's like oh whole grain toast I'll do that in the morning oh pair it with an avocado I'll do that right and everything on the list are foods that you actually eat you know I'm not putting like you know beets or ginger root (laughs) on the list don't worry Uh, so in the show notes get your cheat sheet and start with just prioritizing some foods no eliminations or restrictions just a shifting of focus so we start with fiber then we move to starches and then simple carbs that's like the tier which is, again, there is a place for everything. And you want to learn to eat the foods you love, but you just have to put some intentionality behind it. You want to have the say on how your body is being treated. So at the Christmas office party, you know, you've been eating fiber all day. You've had your water, you've moved your body so that you know that pie, the treats, the candy are things that will for sure create a little spike But you've controlled that spike by keeping the majority of your day like a river, not a crashing shoreline. Is this making sense? I know I know I can't hear your response right now, but like hop in the reviews and give me a five star rating and then like let me know like I really love this episode. You know, let me know if this is making sense for you. So now navigating guys, I just want to say this is been my longest episode ever you guys always I always love to keep the episodes cute um but I myself have been enjoying longer podcast episodes if you remember when I first started this podcast episode one I was like and I'm not gonna be doing anything longer than 10 minutes because I don't like listening to podcasts longer than 10 minutes so I'm not gonna do that to you but I think it might just be my age (laughs) but now anything less than like 15 20 I'm like uh dang I need more I need more so uh, my lives in the academy have been a little longer lately so you know I think it's just my age I'm just like enjoying talking more with you guys um but yeah anyway so longer podcast episodes I'm still gonna keep them cute and to the point but you know just a little just a little bit longer and I think you guys might like that but anyway so now you guys have all these knowledge bombs dropped on you on this beautiful Monday. (laughs) Navigating the actual holiday when it is carb, calorie, fat, overload is a whole other thing. And that'll be next week's podcast episode. I'm going to walk you through a holiday like on Thanksgiving, on Christmas routine so that you one can stay true to your goals, eat whatever you want. And the big part is bouncing back after the holiday. Because the holiday isn't really there to restrict you. I'm like, hey, eat what you want. I always tell my clients that but the real the real issue always lies in the day after. And we're going to talk about that next week. But today, understanding carbs. This is step one. 
to begin to look at your food, understand it a little more and how it's affecting your body and how you can begin to shift your focus from a place of addition and love and not restriction and deprivation so that you can make room for everything you want to eat. I hope this was helpful. Remember to grab your carb cheat sheet in the show notes. I've compiled a really easy list of foods to begin to focus on starting today, not tomorrow, today. Next week, we slay the holidays even more. And until then, I'll see you next week, boo.